Hello, I'm Aileen O'Mara and welcome to Clarence Street Stories. This is my podcast about people, events and news here at Clarence Street in the oldest part of Dunleary. People in business and politics and stories from the street. Margot Fleming is this month's story and she joins me now. Margot, welcome to Clarence Street Stories. Thank you, Aileen. Great to be here. Now, tell me a little bit first about yourself. Um, Aileen, I'm a mother of four children. Um, I My business came about because for years I've been looking at my children carrying heavy school bags and giving out about the weight of their bags and worrying about the damage that might might be uh, caused to their developing spines and I eventually decided I was going to try and do something about it myself Uh, for years my business is called book splits Uh, for years I've been saying to my children I'm going to split those stupid books in half and then I decided I'm actually going to do this so I figured out a way to do it a very simple it's a very obvious solution and I'm sure lots of people have thought about splitting the book in half to half the weight but um, I suppose there's never really been a a way to protect the book um, you know if you split it in half so that's what I did I developed a a special type of cover that you use to protect rebind and, and cover each half of the book separately um, so that's that's kind of where I've come it's, from. It's a brilliant idea. I can speak from some personal experience myself of two children in school and carrying those books to school. And every year, like you say in your website, every year it comes up at the AGM of the PTA and it talks to the principal and the principal just, well, he doesn't shrug exactly. But he kind of says, well, look, people just have to organise their lockers. That's what we're told anyway. And it never happens. So what you're saying is you're having the weight of the book. You're saying leave half the book at home or leave half the book in your locker. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically that's it. I suppose school books are are, uh, bound in a particular way which makes splitting them very easy. They actually stay intact. They don't fall apart. They don't fall apart and that's because they are bound in a particular way to withstand a lot of wear and tear. So then by using my covers which are literally a a self-adhesive, transparent, rigid plastic cover and there's a flexible part that you wrap around the spine of the book. So literally by applying the covers to each half of the book it just protects them and it just means that you can use, as you say, leave one half behind and take one half with you. Can you put, In, can you put the book back together again? You can, That's I suppose that's most people's questions initially. I mean, I suppose we've all been brought up to protect books and don't write on them and, you know, mind them and all the rest of it and I'm coming along and saying, no, no, don't worry about that, split the book in half. But yes, I suppose a lot of parents' concern has been the resale value so I do include a rebinding strip in my pack but now that I've kind of been up and running for about nine months I'm getting feedback from parents who are actually saying the book has added value uh, already having been split in two and had the covers applied so it's not I don't think it's really going to be the, the issue that I thought originally when I was doing my market research mm-hmm. still if, if parents have concern yeah it's it mm-hmm. certainly is something they can do is they can put it back together again. I'm always interested in how people became self-employed set up their own businesses what was your background before this? Well, my background for 22 years, I worked in banking. And as I say, I have four children. So it kind of got to the stage where I needed to give up work. So that was actually 12 years ago. So I've been at home for give 12 up years. Work, you mean. Give up pay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You said it. So I've actually been at home for the last 12 years. I've done a bit of interior design, just kind of doing something that I, I felt that I really enjoyed. But I suppose this has been in my head for years. And for years, as I already said, I've been saying to my kids, I'm going to cut the books in half. And then I just felt I'm going to do it because nobody was doing it. And say, mm-hmm. like out of concern for my own kids, but also it just does my head in that every year 
it just comes up again and again and there has never been any solution. I suppose a lot of people feel the solution is, or it's been talked about, uh, that technology would be the solution and I suppose it's personal. I do think, I love technology, I adore technology, I think it should be used in education, but I don't think that we have the right tool yet. Um, I've seen a lot of schools who have gone down the iPad route or other tablets. Yeah, I was going to say that, well, to yeah, will technology well, know, they've make actually you redundant, no? No, well, I, I suppose even if it does, I, I really think it's a long time down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I know schools who've actually gone down that road and they've actually come back to books. I know a school who has an iPad optional and obviously any 12-year-old who's offered an iPad will say yes. Mm-hmm. But in second year, they don't download the books to their iPad. They get the physical book. So students are kind of preferring books. Now, there are obviously I other think schools. You learn, it's, it still is a thing you learn better, I think, with, yeah, with yeah. a pencil and paper or a pen and paper. You see, you? I, I find... Yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, I have a Kindle myself and yeah. I only download books when I can't get to the bookstore because I, whatever, just time pressure. It's but I ho- don't remember yeah. the story half as well. Or somebody no. says, what are you reading? And I think, I actually don't know. Yeah. I, because the book isn't on my bedside table. I don't see the author. I don't see the name of the book. And I actually yes. forget. So I don't think that you, you know, there are studies that are actually talking about how effective, like that it's not as effective learning from a screen mm-hmm. as from a book. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I'm not trying to compete with iPads. I'm just saying today, if your child is worried or you're mm-hmm. worried, about your child and the weight of their school bag or they're not walking to school because of the weight of their school bag this is something you can do yourself you don't need anybody's permission obviously assuming they're your own books um, some schools have book rental schemes and obviously I would hope to approach those and once the concept catches on that then I could get whole schools to actually do the books but initially it's just really for parents who own their own books or students who own their own books who have the choice to do it You're still at the very early stages aren't you? Well, yeah. Year one is it? This is year one mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so did you always say to yourself, even when you worked in banking, I'm going to be my own boss someday? Or did it no. just, just evolve really from it being It just at home? evolved. Maybe mm. maybe maybe twelve years of being at home and bored. No, I think out of frustration, if I'm honest, it it you know, it's like yeah, maybe I've always kind of had I, I'm always having ideas, as my husband has said to me, sure if this one doesn't work, you'll have another one. And I, I have had lots of ideas over the years and I've ne- but I've never taken it to this stage before. So yeah, I suppose my head is always working and I'm always looking for opportunities that are just out of curio- curiosity, mm. I suppose I, I enjoy thinking about things or thinking ahead or whatever so um I don't know. Was there days where you said, oh, I wish I hadn't gone down this route? Absolutely. Um, I haven't. (laughs) I think think that is one of the things that amazes me most about this journey is there are some days that uh, it's like a roller coaster. There's some days that lots of good things happen and you really think, yeah, this is going to work. And then, you know, when you get a lot of good feedback and, um, you know, you just feel alive and you get such a buzz. And then there are days that I'm sitting at home because I work from home and it's me and the four walls. And I'm just thinking, why do I ever start this? It's Mm. just, you know, very isolating yeah but um i suppose have you a vision you see where you'll be in five years time have you thought about that well i suppose it's early days i mean on one level i kind of feel this is a product this is this is a worldwide problem and although technology is down the road and all the rest of it and i i do think i think technology should be part of education but not necessarily screens i I have two teenagers at home i have a 13 and a 16 year old and screen time is the biggest battle in my house and the minute they're finished their homework it's just they would just be up in the rooms and i wouldn't see them like as soon as dinner is eaten they're back upstairs and you know you're kind of are they doing their homework are they on their phone or whatever but Mm-hmm. You know, I suppose that is teenagers today. But sorry, I, I do feel that this is a product that could be on the shelf of any stationery store in the world because, you know, there are lots of reasons why people might want to split a school a book. 
um, I suppose initially I would have to develop sli- it slightly differently um, to be a product that could be used for any type of book. Um, I suppose in- initially it's a school book and it's to solve the heavy school bag problem. So there definitely is a need there. And it's obviously based on how school books are bound and the fact that school books have a mm. limited lifespan. It makes sense. So nobody, you don't have to, I suppose, agonise too much about whether or not to split the book because the school book is going to end up in the recycling or in the, Mm. you know, the bin. Very few of them get passed on or sold on anyway. And so to... It seems it's it's your idea, it's you who are developing it, you know, you're marketing it. Like you say, there are days you're sitting at home on your own. I mean, what do you think is the biggest obstacle to kind of, let's say, world domination, as we say in our office? Is it marketing? Is it just in the message out there? Is it getting a big order? What what's what do you think is... is uh, my biggest challenge, biggest I think. Challenge, yeah. My biggest challenge is I, I feel, OK, we all understand this problem. We all have a need for a solution. But there hasn't been a solution there before. So I'm actually trying to create, I'm, I'm creating a market for a product that doesn't exist. So I think that's my mm. biggest challenge. And I've only kind of realized that recently. And then, so first of all, I've got to create the market and then I have to educate the market. So that takes a lot of explaining. Like people say, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. But they don't get it until they see the book and they actually see it's not damaged. Mm-hmm. It's just in two so hours. It's so it's giving the yeah. message mm-hmm. or getting the message out there. So marketing is, I think, is the key. Mm-hmm. And obviously funds are low. Like and networking is event yep. is very important mm-hmm. and just getting out there just getting mm-hmm. people to see it and, and hopefully word like of mouth like you say if you had a million euros you could be putting it on the bus stops and stuff but you don't you have to get out there and do it by yourself really, yeah. don't you there's yeah. a lot of just kind of mm-hmm. knocking on doors and talking to schools and talking to parents and just mm-hmm. hoping that the world will, word will spread because as a concept I suppose people think straight off yeah that's good and it is obvious I mean it is like to have the weight by having the book that's very obvious but it's then all the questions about how do you do it? And yeah. people are Where afraid to it? cut a book. Yeah. And uh, right now, you see, I just sell on my website. So it's not as if people would just come across it if they went into a into and a stationery shop. Yeah. So so it, from a parent's point of view, they have to trust it. And that's the other thing that I have to build up. I mean, a lot of people, I've been fortunate that I've got a bit of kind of radio over the last couple of months. And I've gotten result or gotten orders as a result. But there's a lot of trust involved from a parent's point of view. If they they have to go on my website, they have to believe that this is okay. Like I do have a video tutorial on my website, but they have to trust that it's okay to do that. Not this crazy woman saying, "Cut your book in half," and sure, this will, you know, solve the problem for Mm -hmm. you. So I don't know. It's just it's. I I think the marketing is key. That that to me Mm -hmm. is my biggest challenge Mm -hmm. and marketing it properly. I know as I run my own business as well, I know from other people is that, you know, it can take over your life and absorb all your time day and night, including your head. But how do you switch off from (laughs) from that? Honestly, I don't really. I don't really. I suppose when you, you know, you're kind of spread very thinly on the ground from, I don't know, the accounts to the marketing, to the sales, communications, the logistics, everything hanging out the clothes, making the dinner. There's always that. And as I say, because I work from home, I have to do those things too. It's very hard mm-hmm. to just switch off completely. So I suppose I try to play a bit of tennis or go for a walk or read. But Is that if important I'm honest, to you, do you think? Um, I, I, to be honest, over the last um, 18 months, I have done very little, uh, but I'm really starting to realise mm. it that takes its toll by not looking after yourself. And I know, I mean, I've obviously heard lots of people saying you have to mind yourself. And I totally believe that. But I haven't really been practising that. But I'm starting to just realise I need to cop on a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like you have a lot of family support. 
would you say that? Well, uh, do they understand? In my bi- well, I have I have two 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 older girls who mm. are who are finished college and they're gone. Uh, so I have two at home. I have a 13 and 16 year old at home. No, they're kind of a bit tired of hearing about book splits, to be honest. Um, I do bounce things or I did bounce things off them. And, you know, they would give me their honest opinion and I'd ask their friends. But it's kind of at the stage where it's like book splits. So I try not to talk about it too much at home. And obviously my husband is very good. He uh, he will support me as well. But I've also kind of learned there's a limit. And if he's had a hard day, he really doesn't want to come home and listen to me asking or bouncing mm-hmm. things off him, I kind of I did a lot of that in the beginning, mm-hmm. and I think um, there's there's so just so much mm-hmm. uh, I need to um, you know talk to other people, and as I say, that's why these networking events are fantastic because you're actually talking to people who are in a in the exact same position, because as you said earlier, it's very isolating being in a room at home, four walls, and you're trying to I don't know get inspiration. You're there, or you get a you make a phone call, and you don't get the result that you want, and you know, it can be very disheartening and some days you just think, you know, am I just a busy fool here? I think mm. I'm busy. I'm working flat out all day. And then, you know, you don't see the results. Yeah. And then some days you do and you just think, yes, I now know why I'm doing mm. it and I'm going to stick at it. Mm. And But you just, you have to persevere. You yeah, you and really you have do. to have passion for it, I think. Don't and I think really you have to have passion. It. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if you don't believe it, then nobody else will. Well, that's so true. Across. So yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> and so isn't that, would that be the advice to give some, to someone starting out, say, who has an idea and thinking, oh, will I, won't I? Maybe someone like you who has been at home, minding the kids, getting to the stage where you're saying, I have a bit more time now mm. I want to do that would that be the advice you give them that yeah. you must you must re- be passionate about it first before yeah well I suppose it, to start it off you do have to be passionate because there's actually so much involved I suppose you just take one step at a time and you don't realise when you're starting how maybe how difficult the road is going to be but if you truly believe I think then it's it's kind of fun it actually is fun when I kind of look back I've had lots of fun on, along the way and I've enjoyed lots of it Um there you do have to persevere and stick at it and that probably is the toughest that's the piece of advice I would say just stick with it because some days you'll just have amazing days and you'll know exactly why you did this and why you started it and you'll really feel it's or you have to believe I suppose and you have to dream yeah mm. Margaret thanks so much for that insight into uh, into your business and into the personal side of running your own business and getting it moving your website is www.booksplits.ie where people can find out more about about book splits and a bit about yourself and remember you can get all the episodes of this podcast Clarence Street Stories on my website alienomara.ie and follow us on Twitter at alienomara.ie